0: PGCE Research Bytes from the team behind Emma and Tom talk teaching. Welcome back to PGC Research Bytes, everyone, um, where we showcase excellent student work, um, the research that they've been doing over the course of our PGC programme here at Cardiff Met. And how theory and practice have been integrating, working together to help them move forward with their classroom practice. Um, I'm delighted to introduce you to one of my personal duties and someone who's on my PGC secondary drama programme, Lucy Gooding. Welcome to PGC Research Bites. How thank you very you?
1: much for having me and very well, thank you.
0: Glad to hear it. So we'll get straight into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> we're here to talk about assignment two. Um, and for assignment two, you were asked to select a theme or two themes, Max, that were really important to you in your developing practice. So first question is, what did you choose and why? So originally, um, I looked at the
1: idea of teacher enrol, process drama, learning through the experience, um, rather than just focusing on the product. Um, and I thought it was a bit broad, so I wanted to look at the skills that you needed um, to have to be successful in process drama, mm-hmm. so um, speaking and listening came to the forefront, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I thought back to a on-campus session, subject session we had before Christmas, where I was first introduced to the concept of oracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought about uh, school-led training day we had, about cross-curricular responsibilities. And mm-hmm. um, without even thinking about it, I put and listening at the top of my list for the subject of drama. So I did some more research around that um, and I became even more interested because um, I discovered that previously there's been an assumption that pupils um, arrive in education knowing how to talk and how to communicate um, effectively Mm. when um, in fact that's not necessarily the case especially with pupils from um, deprived areas and poorer backgrounds. Their home life is not rich with talk, um, rich with collaboration, and they don't know how to effectively communicate. And as educators and classroom practitioners, I feel like we'd be be naive if we ignored that statistic. Mm. So I think it's our job to teach these pupils how to talk um, and not then, if you like, unintentionally neglect them in that aspect because they need these skills to be able to be successful in a wider world context. And I think we'd be doing them an injustice if we ignored
0: that fact. Wow, really useful to hear your journey and also the kind of different aspects of the program that fed into you choosing that theme you said there was a a, a lecture at university an slt day so it kind of theory practice lots of the different settings they all helped you to kind of arrive at this at this focus i'm really interested in what you said about these assumptions that we might hold about how well pupils can talk um, and how that how they learn to talk and i wonder if in drama just thinking about it as an authentic context for developing oracy it is you know something that we we can do well we could do well but do you think there are any kind of problematic assumptions that even drama teachers might hold about how we do that in the classroom and whether it happens by osmosis or whether we actually really do try and teach it strategically
1: yeah i think going off what you just said um drama as a discipline does lend itself well to or see authentically and naturally um, But I think as teachers and classroom practitioners, we have to remain aware about the types of conversation that our pupils are having um, because I was in the assumption as well that just because they're talking doesn't mean the quality of talk is actually helping them to develop then, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to make sure that we structure these conversations and help these pupils to or equip these pupils with the correct skills to ensure that they arrive in a shared purpose through um, a successful way, then, if you like. Because through my literature and my research, I came across different types of talk that you might find in a classroom setting. Um, You've got disputational, which is very blunt, very argumentative. Then, if you like, you've got cumulative, which is more positive, where pupils build upon and then elaborate on each other's answers. But there's no probing, there's no question, there's no criticality, so it's all very positive and happy then if you like. And then I came to uh, explorative talk where pupils question each other, they are sharing their opinions, they're understanding each other's perspectives to arrive at a shared conclusion and as drama teachers or as any teacher we need to make sure that is the talk that is um, prominent in our drama classrooms and
0: for the learning to be successful. Fantastic, really interesting and I can hear already how literature was informing your practice and I wonder is there anything else um, that you came across in the literature, any kind of particular approaches, sources in particular that helped to address some of those preconceived ideas um, that you had before you started doing this work? Yeah,
1: so I read um, a really good book actually which was probably the foundation of my assignment um by um Amy Gordon alice Stott. Yeah. Um, written quite recently and it put Oracy into perspective and how it hasn't been um given the recognition that it deserves and it the book gave you ways in which you can include oracy based activities in um your classroom lessons, your um practice. Practising, <laughs> yeah if you like. <laughs> yeah. um, And I use those to maybe see if they work well, see how I would
0: do them differently that's really interesting and I I know that particular book I've used it in my own teaching and and it's quite useful isn't it because it's got really kind of practical it's got the theory but it's got the practical approaches that are really helpful for informing your your pedagogy and practice I know that you read some other theorists some big theorists in this field as well did you want to bring anybody else to the fore? Yeah so I looked at works by um, Professor Neil Mercer and Dr James
1: Mannion and how Orsi is um, presented then and finally given us recognition in the new Welsh curriculum. Um I also looked at Voice Twenty One who are a charity who advocate for um pupils and they talk and they already see in their voices, which was really interesting as well because um I think I empathise
0: with their passion for it, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. And I suppose something that you did well in your assignments as well was that you used their kind of oracy framework as well, the linguistic dimension, the cognitive. Um, so really interesting. But what I really want to know is how that literature then informed your practice. So did you make any changes to what you were doing in the classroom based on what you read? Um, yeah, I suppose I did. I used one of
1: um, Gordon Stott's um, practical activities with my year 13 class, okay. where um, they had to place themselves on a line, an invisible line of agreement, then, if you like. And I put uh, statements on the board. Mm-hmm. And these statements were relating to um, a specific character they were looking at from one of their plays. And my aim was to get them thinking about this character's motivation but also through um, the medium then of talk, if you like. So I was I was aiming to symbiotically develop their subject knowledge and their, um, and their ability to talk then, if you like. Mm. And it was really interesting to see where these people's place themselves physically first without saying anything. Mm. And then I got them to, and I questioned them and challenged them about why they thought that and how their opinion differs to somebody else who was on a different um, part of the line. And that was really interesting to um, see in practice in person after reading
0: that through the literature if that makes sense that was one of my favorite um Mm, that's a really good example and i and i know from reading your assignment um and from the work that we've done in our drama sessions that there's a a nice link between oracy um, and learning through talk and learning to talk and drama where we learn through drama and we learn about drama so it's just interesting that there's that nice you caught you used a lovely word there that kind of symbiotic relationship between the two Did you do anything else um, with your... Because you've got research and inquiry time um, when you're on school placement. And that's part of this assignment. Part two asks you to kind of show how you developed it in practice. So was there anything else that you did to try and develop this by using your research and inquiry time?
1: Yes. So one of the um, sections of my part B, I labelled or I titled then um, a school-based approach. And um, I started looking at the things that we... Um, were given on our school ed training day um, and we had a talk from the ORC champion um, in my clinical practice school. Mm -hmm. So after I decided that I was going to focus on ORC and its importance in the curriculum, I decided to contact him to hold a professional learning conversation as I wanted to see, um, A, the way that the school was... um, the school was approaching ORC and how it was feeding ORC through each discipline. But I also wanted to get a professional opinion on ORC anyway, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he shared with me um, a variety of resources that he was um, aiming to share with staff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of them are from the ORC Pioneers Programme. Mm-hmm. And they were some really good resources which help formative assessment in ORC because I feel like, one of the reasons why ORC hasn't been given this place is because it's difficult to assess. Mm-hmm. It is cheating, um, it's not concrete, it's not hard evidence, um, it's a firm role then if you like, which is why I think attention has sort of shied away from it. But going off of what the ORC champion said as well, um, through technology, through our increasing um, arsenal of using technology then if you like, mm-hmm. um, it is finally, and
0: then the Balsh can become, finally get in the place that it deserves, if that makes sense. Do you mean because we can capture it in a way that kind of tackles the fact that it is ephemeral and it's here and then it's gone and mm-hmm. capturing that moment can be difficult? Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: it's hard evidence. And I think drama, practical drama, has the same problem. It's difficult to assess because it's there and then it's gone, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah absolutely fascinating and great that you could tap into the kind of really situated and contextual expertise of somebody who has that responsibility in school to help you understand how school are addressing it and and whether that chimes with the literature okay um so Thinking about the future now, you are going to be starting your first job in September. You've learned a lot from this assignment. Um, and I'm just really keen to know how what you've done in assignment two is going to potentially influence what you do in the future in your, in your new job.
1: Yeah. Coming from um, a personal point of view, it's only this year that I've been introduced to the four strands of obviously. You've got physical, linguistic, cognitive and social and emotional before doing my PGCE. I wasn't aware of those. Um, I think I was subconsciously, but I'd never been taught them explicitly then, if you like. And what I'm interested in doing is if we show these four strands to our pupils, teach them about each one, will our pupils have a better understanding of oracy if we teach them tangibly these four strands of oracy? Um So I want to look at that. and also, during my time in clinical practice too, I was able to observe um, a lot of English lessons, mm. especially during the enrichment weeks. And uh, your time, we're working on the unit one, which is um, an individual presentation. And I was interested to see how two different disciplines, English and drama, approach um, an oracy task again, if you like, and how drama looks at the physical aspect of it, whereas English looks more at maybe the linguistic and what goes into it. Mm. Um, And how two different disciplines would teach them the same thing, if you like, or have a stronger focus, depending on which
0: subject you're looking at. And I thought that was really interesting. So Fascinating. And, you know, it it is an old alliance, actually, English and drama. But you made a really good point when we were prepping for this interview that... In Wales, our AOLEs are are different, so it makes makes a really good point about the importance of cross-AOLE working, doesn't it? But making sure that drama and English are working together. This was a fantastic assignment and it was really great to see you grappling with theory and practice and interrogating one against the other you've recommended quite a lot already but was there anything else that you would recommend for anybody else to watch listen to read um so i've already said gunstott's book which yeah. was
1: amazing whatever you teach i would highly recommend that mm-hmm. um i would have a look at robin alexander's dialogic teaching companion and mm-hmm. um, i thought that was really interesting it's quite a challenging read i feel and um, there's a lot of terminology to get your head around mm-hmm. but they explain it quite well and Alexander puts a lot of emphasis, again, on the history
0: of art seen in the curriculum. Wow you've mentioned lots of really great sources there and I know that in your first job you've got a big sort of ALN connection and remit haven't you in that post Um, and I know that in your assignment you mentioned the significance of uh, pupils with English as an additional language anything on that front that you want our listeners to know? Yeah definitely like you just said my clinical practice school had a high percentage
1: of um, English as additional language learners And um, I read a really good book by Mike Girton called How to Teach EAL um, in the Classroom, Mm -hmm. a complete study guide, I think. And what that book pointed out, what the literature suggested was how to teach these pupils, or see how to teach these EAL learners how to talk effectively, but without um, singling them out and still doing it by creating an inclusive
0: environment. So I'd recommend that book to really interesting and lots of crossover there with you know your focus and then other areas of education that are incredibly important lucy you've given us a wealth of information there and hopefully some ideas about how other student teachers could maybe influence their own practice with oracy but also how they use research and inquiry to to move themselves forward so thank you very much no problem thank you for having me yeah. <laughs> PGCE Research Bytes comes from the team behind Emma and Tom Talk Teaching and is presented this week by Emma Thayer. It showcases the best student-teacher research from the Cardiff Partnership for Initial Teacher Education. Thanks to Lucy Gooding from PGCE Secondary Drama, who joined us today to share her research. Podcast artwork is by Beth Blandford and the music is by Cameron Stewart. We'll be back with a regular episode next week and PGCE Research Bytes will be back soon.